What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome back to Football Americana. This week, I'm talking to Julian Araujo, currently right back for the LA Galaxy and has represented the U.S. men's national team on the youth level and now is a Mexican national team player. So Julian, I want to start out a little bit with your youth soccer upbringing. You know, I watched a bunch of interviews of you and I love how much your hometown and your community have impacted who you are, both on and off the field. So I'm curious to hear a little bit from you about what your youth soccer experience was like. First of all, thank you guys so much for having me on here. Uh, thank you. It's a pleasure. And I can't wait to, to talk and about a lot of things. I grew up in front of a, a little small park uh, in uh, or a little small city as well called Lompoc, California. It's about 45 minutes north of, uh, of Santa Barbara. Uh, not a lot of people know about it, but it's my city. I love it. I love where I'm from and I'll, and I'll always represent it. There's not really a lot of this a lot of very talented players, a lot of uh, talent out in Lompoc, California. It's just a very small city that it gets overlooked. It was it was hard for me to dream because, you know, there was it was a uh, nobody has really made it out of Lompoc. You know, we have Danny Duffy that's now at the Dodgers is a baseball player that that's from Lompoc, Napoleon Kaufman that um, that's a football player as well. But, you know, it was just nobody in soccer that has made it out. So it was very hard for me to, you know, to keep to keep going. But, you know, I think that's what kind of made it. Um, what made me want to keep going. Um, there wasn't really many soccer teams, no club teams out in Lampo, California. When I was 10, I went out to a club team out in Arroyo Grande. Um, it's called the Central Coast Condors. Played there until I was about 15 or, or or like 14. Yeah, and then I went over to the to Santa Barbara Soccer Club. Was with Santa Barbara Soccer Club for, for maybe a couple of years. Um, yeah, so you know, it wasn't. There was not many soccer. wasn't very big where I'm from. You know, it was it was kind of a small city. Nobody, nobody, no, nobody really went after after soccer. It was always football. Football in my city is very big as well. Um, we have a, our our high school team is very big on football. Um, but it was hard for me. Um, I would have to. My parents would have to drive, take days off of um, of work just to make sure that I got the training on time. Uh, you know, it was mostly my mom that kind of had to sacrifice her job. Uh, she it was more. They were more lenient with her uh, leaving. She was more flexible. Um, but it was, you know, it was it was um, a jump that I had to go to. Uh, she knew my dreams. She knew what I wanted to do. Um, and my my parents were always super supportive of it. My family, everybody on my um, everybody that that's around me has always been super supportive. And I think without them, I wouldn't be where I am today. After Santa Barbara, I went to the Barca Academy for a year till I was about 17. Uh, and then Dennis DeCosta reached out to me when I was uh, when I was 17 to come try out for the second team. 
at the Los Angeles Galaxy. I came out to try out for the second team, or I tried out for the academy and the and the second team. Played, I think, two or three games with the with the second team. And after that, I I went to they invited me to go to preseason. I went to preseason with the first team and signed my first team uh first team contract with them. It all went by super fast. Uh all the hard work, you know, it was just all motivation. You know, coming from a small city, it's always overlooked. You know, there's a lot of talent out there that I think uh, can go really far. But you know, it's it's a lot of hard times as well that people get into drugs, people get into into gangs at a very early age, and it's hard to, you know, keep going. But uh, I want to be that person to to give them hope and you know just to to let them know that even coming from from a small city like Lompoc, any any dream is achievable. I love this part of your story. Like I said, I had listened to some interviews of you just talking about it. So I have a few questions to delve into. I think you said a few really interesting things, and one of them was that you know people from your town weren't all becoming professional soccer players. Like where did yeah. you where did that dream start from you, or who told you you could do it, or where did you have in your head that you know what you're gonna you're going to make something of soccer in particular. And that was going to be your thing. I think it was just honestly me. My parents didn't play soccer at all. Uh, I don't, my uncles did. Some of my uncles, my, obviously my, I have an older sister and an older brother that played like AYSO. That kind of what got, got me into it. But I had, I think it was just the, the park that I had in front of me. You know, it, I had a soccer ball and I went to the park and I, you know, when I was mad, when I was, when I was going through things, that was just what I did. I went outside and I found a lot of love for it. I found that it can get me out of things. It was kept me out of what a lot of people went into, you know, went into drugs, went into, um, went into gangs. It's just, there was a route that I wanted to go to. And I seen the route that a lot of my friends at my age are, you know, I had one of my good friends as well, that was a very good soccer player that at the time was, uh, better than me. He was supposed to, you know, be, be that guy. And, um, it's, there's two routes. He went one route and I went the other one. And, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for it. And I, I just found love for it. It was just something that, you know, I had a ball. It, it, it was a stress reliever. It was something that, that wanted me to keep going. You know, I had, I just loved it, to be honest. It was just something about me that, you know, I, I knew at like probably when, once I was playing like AYSO and I was playing All-Stars, um, when I was like, yeah, nine, 10, a lot of uh, clubs started to like reach out to me. And it was something that I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to do this. Was it 15? Yeah. 15 that I went out to the Barca Academy, 15 or 16. And I was, you know, it was, I told my parents, I have to go, you know, I have to make this jump. It's going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to miss out on a lot of things. My high school, my high school, um, like activities, whatever, whatever high schoolers did, you know, I knew that it wasn't for me. I knew that I had to make an uncomfortable jump to, to accomplish my dreams. And I think it was just the park that, and me, you know, I, I had friends that would go play at the park. We would play little pickup games, you know, we would get in trouble by the park rangers because I always tell people we'd get in trouble by the park rangers because we moved the, the trash cans over, take out the trash cans, you know, set up little goals and we would never put them back. So we were always getting in trouble, man. But, I loved it. I loved it so much. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like you're not a real footballer unless you get kicked out of somewhere for playing or like for in sure. trouble in some way for that. I used to, um, for in sure, college, we would sure, set up little sure. like soccer tennis things in the dorm mm-hmm. and we would always get like kicked out of our dorm in college. And so I, I, uh, in a lot of ways I can relate to what you're saying different, but, but similar. And, you know, I, I really, I love the way you talk about that, the park by, by your house, because I think for so many athletes, um, the, the core of what we do is like, it's a refuge from all the ups and downs of life. And it's a, probably for a lot of people, like the most pure part of our day is always, you know, that time with the ball, just give us an idea. Like it's just you and the ball, you're out of the park. Like what's your go-to, what kind of things do you do if it was just you? Or just juggle, shoot, you know, 
even if I hit it over the fence, I just go chase it, go get it, come back, just play by myself. I'd have some headphones in, just listen to music. Or but I would just imagine myself like uh, celebrating in front of people. I don't know why I would just, and then something would just make my like heart or like my, my body just so hot. And I would like, I would just open my eyes and be like, wow, I can't, I, I really need to do this. I, I want to do it. And I, that's honestly all I did. I just go to the park, dribble, run with the ball, juggle, whatever. I would have a lot of friends. I had a lot of friends that liked soccer as well. I grew up with, you know, my brother, obviously he, he had a lot of friends that were, um, that love soccer as well, that were also very good. And we all kind of lived next to each other. So it was just a quick phone call. Everybody would get together and play little pickup games. And it was all, it was all fun and games, but it was cool. Yeah. And, and very special that you now are literally living those dreams that you uh, visualize there at the park and, and getting to do that in front of the crowds. So talk a little bit about from the time when you had your debut uh, with the Galaxy until now, how have you developed as a professional or what has been the learning curve since you actually became a professional? Because I think that's something people kind of miss. They think like, oh, you do all this work to become a professional player and then you're just there. But like the reality is, even at that level, I'm sure you're still evolving and it's just, that's when it really starts almost. Yeah, for sure. So I think the biggest transition for me, you know, it was, uh, you know, I was so young. I think I was 17 when I signed my first contract and I, you know, at 17, I was eating cheeseburgers. I was going to have these foods. I was staying up late. I never played video games back then, but you know, I was staying up late talking to friends and I was living away from my friends. So I would always just try to FaceTime, talk and, to be honest, I think that was just the the biggest transition for me was eating right, sleeping right, taking care of my body. And I think it was like one of my first days that I came in and um, and I just look at everybody just, you know, I'm more of a visual learner and I would see what they would do, you know, take care of their bodies, get a massage, whatever it was. It was just something that like kind of clicked on me and I knew that I had to transition very fast. I knew that if I ate better, that I needed, I knew that I needed to eat better to perform better. I knew that I needed to sleep better. I need to get my eight hours, whatever it was. I just needed to, I need to treat myself like a pro. You know, I worked so hard and I worked all my life to become a professional soccer player. I didn't want it to, you know, I, I pray to God I never get injured, but you know, I try to do the things that help me not get injured. So um, I try to just stay strong, go to the gym, but even, even now, you know, it was, it was kind of hard, like coming in and, you know, these guys that have families don't, they're not going to treat you like a little kid. They're fighting for the job. And so are you, you know, you, I love soccer. I want to play on the field. It's been a dream of mine and they don't treat you like a kid. You go in there, they push you, they yell at you, whatever it is to make sure that you're at, you, that you're at your highest um, capacity. You're making sure that they're holding high standards. So I think that was, I'm, and I'm very, and I've always be happy that I started with the galaxy because everybody at the galaxy pushed me, pushed all the younger guys, you know, always made sure that we stayed humble, always made sure that we had our feet on the ground, always working hard. If we were doing something bad, they would tell us. If we were doing something good, they would tell us. They were always very, like, very helpful. You know, it was never, they never wanted anything bad for us. So I'm very happy that I, that I started with the Galaxy. You know, it's been a dream of mine to become a professional soccer player. And I'm, I'm happy that, that I started off with them. And so far, it's going so good. So I'm, I'm happy. And uh, I think that was kind of one of the biggest transitions that I had, though. Yeah. And, and having that first um, supportive professional experience is is so important. And I'm curious, I know you're really focused on your on your time with the Galaxy. So I'm not saying anything in the near future, but I heard you in one interview say, you know, you feel like your skill set would fit best in La Liga. And I'm curious to hear you talk a little bit about like what makes you special as at that level as a pro? Like what qualities do you bring to the game that you feel like are special and why in particular did you say, like, if you were going to go to Europe, maybe it would be a lot legal? Like, what, what do you see about that league that you think 
fits your style? I think something about me is just I, I love to get up. I love to get up up and down the field. I know, um, you know, I, I love to overlap. I love, I'm a very intense player. I, I'm very like, you know, I'm, I'm not scared of who's coming at me. I love to get stuck in. I, I'm a player that, you know, on the transition, I like to, I like to win balls very fast. Like I know I'm a, like, if we transition the ball, I want to win it really quick. You know, I think right now, one thing that I'm still learning and I, and I've, I've gotten better at, and I still need to continue to get better at is, uh, my defensive uh, positioning when we don't have the ball, uh, you know, being on a, on a guy instead of being far from him and, you know, just being close. So I don't have to make that 70 yard sprint instead, instead of like saying, you know, just relying on my, on my um, athleticism, you know, I, I just got to be closer to him and just, um, I think that's something that I've worked on with the, with the coaches a lot as well, but um, I love to be <laughs> in the attacking third. Uh, I also love to defend. I, I I love to defend. I love one v ones. But yeah, I, I think one of my greatest attributes is just how how often I get in the in the in the final third. You know, overlapping, helping my team out. But I think just my physical attributes. I, I think I'm very I'm very fast. I'm I'm competitive. I I love to win. And um, yeah, La Liga. I would love to play La Liga, Bundesliga, or premier league but you know uh, whatever step is next is i'm I'm gonna be okay with it yeah and i could just hearing you talk about the game and talk about playing is making me motivated because i feel like you could you really (laughs) feel how how much you love it and and how passionate you are about you know what you do so i I love listening to it it's great you talked a little bit about the galaxy as your first pro club and how great it was that you could start there i'm curious to hear your take on you know what makes the galaxy special within mls like talk a little bit about mls as a whole and what you think it is about the galaxy that's maybe unique within the league. So obviously, you know, we have five championships, the most in the most in, you know, than anybody other than any other team has. Um, But I think we're just original. I think we're very authentic. I think we're like a family, you know, we feel very connected with our fans. We feel, you know, I think the difference between us and a lot of other teams is we have a big responsibility. Like we have five championships. We have, we, we play for a big city. We play for, for fans that will die for us. You know, we have, we have that. And whoever comes to the galaxy, whoever signs for the, uh, for the galaxy knows that we're coming to win a championship. It's not, you're coming to compete for something, you know, you're coming to be a contender to, to win a championship. And, you know, Greg, Greg, our coach made it very clear on us this past week when we were playing LAFC. It's just, when you come here, you're representing a very big club. You're very, representing a, a crest. And, you know, we're, we have five championships for a reason. And it's a very it's a very big responsibility. And we got to play like it every single game. And obviously, you know, we got the three points last weekend against um, against LAFC. But, you know, we weren't even at our best. And imagine if we were at our best. Um, we didn't play how we wanted to play. But um it's just that we, we we have a big responsibility and we feel it. We we know the pressure that we have. And um, it's a beautiful thing. I love to play under pressure. You know, it's, I think it, it brings the best out of you. I think it's a beautiful thing. And honestly, and it could be a horrible thing if you lose a lot of games. But, you know, the beautiful thing is when it's beautiful, it's beautiful. But yeah, I, I definitely think that that we we're very authentic and we, we we're very real about it. 
Yeah. And that's, it's interesting to hear you say that because I didn't think of it like that. Honestly, there's not, there's not another place in MLS that's really established like that. Like the history of the league is pretty short compared yeah. to other leagues. Like you look at leagues around the world and that's something that players who have played, you know, overseas have even said on this podcast that the difference of playing overseas is like what's riding on, on everything and how much pressure. And what you're saying is kind of like, I think LA may be the closest to that, um, yeah, you know, with sure. the galaxy. Really interesting. Um, transitioning a little bit to um, your national team career. And, you know, growing up uh, playing for the U.S. youth national teams and then making the decision to represent Mexico now, I heard you talk about, you know, the stress involved in that decision and that you literally had your yeah. list of pros and cons. Like at this point, do you remember what, or are you willing to share what was on that list of pros and cons at all? Or is it kind of like the second you made your decision, you, you just felt it was right and you went with it? I have the book somewhere. I know I know. I have a little notebook that I have my pros and cons. I don't know if it's here at my mom's house, um, but I can't remember. I can't remember the pros and cons, but I, I do have a notebook where I would, you know, write every day. I would wake up from the moment I knew that I had to make a decision. Um, I started writing, you know, I just started journal journaling to myself, just uh, not even just about it, just about how I feel. You know, at the end of the day, I didn't want to make a decision where if I chose to play for US, I didn't want to choose to play for us and then the next day be like damn like i should have went with mexico so i took time i knew i needed time um throughout you know and and being raised in a mexican household um you know it was uh i grew up watching all these guys like chicharito um you know Gemochoa, uh, gerardo um all, all these guys it was just i woke up to watch the world cup games and I never woke up to watch a, a U.S. game like that. I had barbecues to, we had family gatherings around. I had pictures, family gatherings when I was a little kid, you know, just wearing a Mexico jersey. I have Chicharito's jersey when I was probably, when was it, like 2014. And I still have to get him to sign it. But um, I have his jersey when I was a little kid. And it's just like, it's crazy because I, all my life, I wanted to play for the Mexican national team, obviously. When that time came, I, I, I still had to decide. I still had a lot of stress on me. I had to talk. I had conversations with my family, with my friends, with players that played for the U.S., that players that played for the for the Mexican national team, and players that had that that dual citizenship. Um, but it was a hard one. It was definitely a hard one. Some some that took a lot of stress for me. Um, I knew I, I knew I was stressing on it when I couldn't sleep, and it was just something that came to my mind every day. Every day I would talk about it. So um, at the end of the day, I just I made a decision that that felt good in my heart. You know, it was a, it was a decision. When I made my decision, I was happy. Even when I went to the World Cup qualifying and I didn't get, um, when, and I got rostered for one game and then the other two games I didn't get rostered, I'm still happy. I'm, I'm still happy with the decision I made. And when I went to the U20 qualifying for the US or Olympic qualifying for, with the US, it was like I had conversations with the coach. My GM did as well. And it was just like I, 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 I was told something different. So, you know, it was, it was just, I, I didn't feel it. And I, and I had been feeling that throughout, you know, I don't think they made me feel very valued. I don't think, and this has nothing to do with the first team because the first team did the, the Greg and his coaching staff did, but you know, Latin has really made it in like uh, in the U S national team. Mexican hasn't really made it. I don't think like made a, made a name for himself. And, you know, I just, I didn't feel, I didn't feel like I, I was going to get that. So, um, yeah, like I said, I'm very happy. I made the decision that, that I'm still happy with that. I, continue to just work hard and hopefully continue to get uh, call-ups and I'm, I'm happy with the choice I made. Yeah. It's interesting. You said that your commentary on, you know, what's happened in the past, because, you know, you're 
part of a generation now with other players like uh, Ricardo Pepe, David Ochoa, and others who have had to make a similar decision. So do you have advice for, you know, there will be other young Mexican-Americans who are going to have to make this decision. And what would be your advice to young players who may be now looking looking at you and saying, oh, one day I'm probably hopefully going to have the opportunity to make a decision like that? So, you know, it's, it's a good thing to have to make a decision like that, you know, to, to have two countries want you. It's, it's a good thing. It's a stressful thing. It's a difficult one. But, you know, at the end of the day, just make a decision that, that you feel good at, your, where your heart is. Um, you know, people are going to judge. But as long as you're happy with the decision, as long as you're, you're comfortable with it, you can work hard. And, you know, I'm not saying that you can be, you know, you, whoever it is can be the next, that next guy for whatever national team it is. Um, I made a decision that was with my heart and I feel very good about it. Um, you know, I haven't talked to Pepe about, about what, how or what he did or what made him feel, feel that. And, you know, but I'm sure he would tell you the same thing. It's just a decision that he made with his heart. And I think that's the best thing I can say is just make a decision that you feel good at your heart. And it's, you know, my chose, my chose felt that it was right for Mexico. And I, and I feel super good. I'm, yeah. I'm happy. And I think, you know, obviously taking time, talking to your family, writing down the pros and the cons and, you know, just, just balancing it out and just, you know, take time to yourself. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what anybody else says, but yourself, if you're happy, you're happy. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, it's really interesting for you in particular, because there are not, I don't know the number, but there are not many players at all who have actually had the opportunity to represent a national team, more than one national team. And I'm curious to hear your take a little bit about the difference in culture of the team, whether it's a training camp or game prep, like how is it different? Uh, and, and it doesn't even need to be good or bad, but I'm sure it's just different in both environments. What I felt that was different is just, um, just the way football or soccer, whatever football, soccer is in Mexico and in the U S in Mexico, everybody I'm talking about, everybody is for you is working for you. The chefs, the cleaning, cleaning ladies, whoever it is, they are working for you. You need something, you go to your bed and it's already there. Like whatever you need, they, they are there for you. And it's just the culture, the culture, the soccer, you know, they die for it. They, they, that's all they know. Soccer is all they know. They breathe it, live it, you know, they, whatever it is, it's just crazy. Like when I, when I went there, I felt like I was being treated like a footballer, like, damn, this is all I ever wanted to be. Like, this is what I see on TV. Like these guys, like even talking to them, like Mexico, Mexican soccer players in Mexico, they get treated like, like footballers. And um, in the U S you kind of, you know, you can walk around. I was able to walk around and uh, nobody would really, notice you or whatever and now when i go around now that i've been with the mexican national team and i go around you know being with the galaxy as well it's like i get recognized a lot going out and um i think one of the biggest things was just that culture like the even with the players i think the players are just just different they were just more like i wouldn't even say like loving you know i i don't have anything bad about the players as well as on the u.s national team is i think it was just like the mexican national team is always just joking around just like they they love one another they're kind of I, I don't know if it if i can bring anything like with with the actual players you know it was, you know they're both they're both cool but like i think just the culture the soccer everybody's kind of just working for you and they, they treat you like a like a real footballer yeah and i think even you know it's not saying anything bad against either environment i just mm-hmm. think it's so interesting there's always a different 
a feel yeah, surrounding a team. Sure. Even if you just it change a couple was. players on the team, there's a different feel like within the same team. So it's so interesting to hear you just talk about even how you feel being part of the group and culturally how it's different. It, it's, it's so fascinating. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. And I mean, obviously there's, there's this rivalry between, between the two countries, I guess I'm curious, you know, in the U S we, we feel like there's this big rivalry. I'm curious, like, does the Mexican team feel oh, yeah. like, oh, like yeah. okay. So they feel oh, the rivalry yeah. too. It's going both yeah, ways. For sure. For sure. For sure. It was, uh, you can feel it. Like, honestly, it was like my first, you know, being with the, when I went, uh, you know, I got rostered with the national, with the Mexican national team against the, the U S, um, when we played the U.S. and World Cup qualifying, and just the day when you wake up, you you feel it. You're like the pressure, you know. It's just it was crazy. It was it was you could feel it. Like nobody was really. We had other games as well, and you you know people are still joking around. You know, go do a game day, but U.S. was just different. It was like we have to beat them. Like all it was is like we have to beat them. Like whatever it is, and you can feel it even on the outside. You know. I was talking as well to to Chicha and Jonah, and uh, they they tell you if you if you lose, it's a horrible thing. I promise you, but I've never had the experience, and I hope I never do because they say when it's when it's bad, it's very bad. But um, yeah, you, I can tell you from from the game that when we played against them, the Azteca, even just on the bus ride, getting to the stadium, it's you can you can definitely feel that, and it's it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And as, as a young player coming up, you know, as a kid, or even when you were on the youth national teams in the U S did you ever foresee that there was going to be a moment, hopefully in your career where you'd be on either side of that game? Like, was that something you had imagined yeah. and dreamed of? I, yeah, for sure. I was always, you know, I would always go back and watch like, uh, watch games, obviously, or like little highlight tapes. And, um, yeah, those are the dreams that I, I've been wanting to play. Just like the LAFC games, like those are the games that I want to play. And those are the those make me like super happy. Like I just love talking about it because I love I love to win those games. I definitely have to. I you know, there's obviously times that you lose them, but um, I love it. I love everything about it. I love talking about it. It makes my day so good. And it's cool. It's just, those are the big games that I that I grew up wanting to play, you know, even just when I was playing club, when we played like our, our rival team, it was just the same thing. I take that game day as, this, as serious as I take LAFC or any other game, you know, but it just gives you an extra little, a little pump. So it's cool. Yeah. I feel like listening feeling. to you, I feel like I'm listening to like, if they were to do a definition of a competitor, I'm like, this is what <laughs> that person would be saying. I love uh, it. I love it. So transitioning a little bit, um, I want to hear in general, you know, talking about the World Cup draw, um, I just want to hear your thoughts on the draw, expectations for the World Cup. I have a couple of specific questions, but first, just curious to hear your thoughts on it in general. Yeah. So obviously, this is my first one kind of being involved in. Um, but yeah, you know, we got we got a we got a tough group. Obviously, we have Argentina, uh, Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah, Saudi Arabia and um, Poland. Uh, very good teams. Obviously, we know we know, like I said, Mexico. We know what we want to do. Mexicans, um, not just saying Mexicans, but Mexicans have that. You know, we 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 want those games. We we're okay with those games. We know what we have to do. We know what we're fighting for. We know what country we're fighting for. We're going to do whatever it takes to win those games. We're not just because we have Argentina. We're not going to back away. We're not going to be like, oh, this is a hard group. No, obviously, every every group is going to be hard. It's the, it's the World Cup. Obviously, you know, everybody wants to win it. Everybody's dreamed of this moment and um 
yeah, we, we know what, what, what it's going to take and we're all, we're all going to fight for it. And I know that the, the players that get called in are going to give it their all and they're going to, they're going to represent Mexico the way it should. Yes. Yeah, so curious. Um, I, I talked to somebody on the, on the U S team about the draw curious to hear and from you guys perspective, like while it's going on, were you guys in a group chat talking about it? Did you just regroup after like, what's the conversation going on? Like literally during the draw? We have, I have a group chat with them, but I don't, I haven't talked to like everybody, but yeah, we're, we're, we're happy that we're going to the world cup where we know that we have that we want to win and we're going to do what it takes. We, we have a good squad and we have, uh, we have standards and we know we have to reach them. Yeah. Who, do you mind sharing who's in your group chat? I'm just curious, but you don't have to share if you're not. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, I have George, Edson, Uriel, Alexis, uh, Henry, Hera. That's it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's always fun guys. to hear who who, who keeps guys, in touch yeah. and stuff on the side. So all the young guys, uh, yeah. Cool. So I know you said earlier, I believe this were the exact words that you're not scared of who's coming at you, like you know, in the game. You're ready for anybody. So curious specifically how you feel about uh facing Messi in particular. You have Lewandowski, like these are these guys in your group. Have you now started to imagine, you know, actually going up against it's these gonna players? Be crazy. And, it's yeah. gonna be, yeah, it's definitely gonna be crazy. Um you know, just watching TV, Champions League, you know, watching all these, all these games. Um, you know, I love to watch soccer. Um, so, you know, to the best players in the world. Um, you know, and then you have all these other guys, Di Maria, you know, all these other guys are on the team that are at that level. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good thing. I think that's what brings the best out of you. you know, when you, whenever you're playing those, those guys that hold, you know, that, that been in the league for years, that have played professionally for years, that know, that have been at World Cups as well, you know, they're, you know, as well as our, our squad, we have players that have been at the World Cup that are high, that are world-class players that know the standards. And, you know, I think they're going to bring it all out. Or they're going to keep keep all of us to the high standard. They're going to make sure that we're all there and, yeah, we're going to have each other's back. And, yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, for sure. Just to think about it, it's crazy. First, I obviously want to get on that roster and I'm going to do whatever it takes. I want to I want to work hard and, you know, some things are out of my control, but if I'm there, I'm going to, I'm going to try to help out the team as, as much as possible. Yeah. And just curious, who, who do you feel is uh, maybe one of the best players you've ever faced or if there's a little group like that comes to mind? One of the best players that I think that's, I don't know about like game, but, but in training, the best player that I think I've ever faced was Pavon. I don't know if you know who he is, the Argentinian Argentinian kid that was with us at Galaxy. Wow. If anybody asked me, like playing with Debra and Chicha, I think he, he was, I think he's 24, 25. I think he's probably one of the best players I've ever played with. Wow. You just give him the ball and he makes things happen. And then whenever he's on your side at training, you just like, wow, like, go ahead. Do your thing. <laughs> Love it. Always <laughs> good to be on, on that player's team and not against Yeah, them. <laughs> for sure. And when you're not, it's whatever, like, just take off your jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> That's funny. Um, wonderful. Well, obviously, uh, we'll be rooting for you to to make that squad and then obviously cheering you guys on. Um, unless you play against the US at some point. I don't even know how the matchup occurs, if that's even possible. Yeah, but, uh, sure. but yeah. Um, okay. So to finish off, we have what we call our false nine. It's like nine rapid fire, just fun questions for you. Um, before we get into them, I really I, I love listening to you talk about the game and I'm I'm excited to follow your, your career and your progress you. now, just hearing you Thank talk about you so how excited much. you are about it. Uh, it's, it's really motivating and, and inspiring. So I appreciate Thank everything you, so you said so much. Um, Thank you. Okay. So our false nine, we're going to jump right in kind of first thing that comes to your head. Um, what all time match would you want to attend as a spectator? 
Germany, Mexico. Oh, uh, okay. At yes. the World Cup. Yeah. Yes. Maybe you'll that maybe one. you'll be playing in it. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite that's quite a way to attend. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Someone has to take a penalty to save your life. Who do you pick to take it? Ronaldinho. Good answer. That was a quick one too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first match you remember watching? Probably. Chivas America. I heard you. I heard you say in another uh, podcast that you're a Chivas fan. Is that? uh, Would you ever want to play in Mexico? I would definitely love to play in Mexico. I I was Chivas, or I mean, you know, growing up, I was. My uncles loved Chivas, and kind of, you know, I was a Chivas fan. Um, My dad was a Cruz Azul fan. My grandma's America fan. So I have family everywhere. Um, But I I would definitely love to play in Mexico. like I would want to go to Europe and then come to Mexico and then come back to the MLS, but um, I would definitely want to go. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I got sidetracked with that from our, poster. <laughs> we'll get back to it. Uh, who would you have a poster in your room of uh, in your room growing up? Ronaldinho. I'm sensing a trend here with, it, with that answer. <laughs> That's how you know you can trust him to take the penalty yeah, for you. Um, favorite stadium you've played in? Our stadium. That's a good answer. You get to do that often, yep. at least. <laughs> um, all-time concert you want to attend? Concert. Rod Wave concert. Okay. Uh, favorite pair of sneakers? Nike Dunks. And because you got your fridge behind you, we'll go for your go-to snack. <laughs> <laughs> Snickers. Yeah, like, do you prefer any Mexican snacks, American treats? Is there like anything wow. special that, that you grew up mm-hmm. eating that you think we should know about? Whenever my parents would go to Mexico or whenever we'd go to Mexico and we would come back, we'd bring out like mazapans, uh, duvalines, stuff like that. Great. Yeah. But Snickers is still your go-to. <laughs> Snickers is like, yeah. I have a liquor store like a, couple, like a block away. So whenever I want a Snickers bar, I just go get a Snickers bar. <laughs> Perfect. Professionalize your diet, but you still got to keep your treat yeah, for yourself. Yeah, I got <laughs> to keep that for sure. Um, okay, last one. So you're, you're playing pickup at the park. Uh, with all your buddies, what's your pickup pet peeve that you can't stand when people do? Probably wear sheen guards. <laughs> I like yeah. it. Yeah, that's a bad one. Yeah, I hate it. Or like wear long socks and have the yeah, yeah, sheen guards probably. It's pickup, you yeah. know, you're not going to do anything. Yeah. That's a real good one. Well, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the conversation. I really enjoyed listening to you. And I think um, from listening to so much of who you are seems to be a product of, you know, where you come from and it's something you're really proud of, but you can feel it. And I, I think, you know, you can see it in everything you're talking about that, that you're, you have done and you're thank going you. to do. So I wish you thank all the you best so of luck and thank you so much again for, for joining me to talk soccer. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Nice to meet you. And whenever you guys need me again, I'm here. Okay. Maybe after, after the world cup, we'll get a recap. For me. sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.